born to die that he might give eternal life that I might live Welcome to Yankee Arnold Ministries. Dr. Arnold will be with you in just a moment, but first, we want you to know how much we appreciate your prayers and financial support. You may help this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Again, that's 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com, and he will respond as quickly as possible. Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's message. I'm going to do a few things this morning, a little different. I love living in America. I appreciate the liberties, freedoms we have where we can worship the Lord without persecution. But I also see things that are coming on the scene where I believe that our days may be numbered. I don't like what I see when I hear about the people that are running for office and some of the things they're proposing they would like to see done in America. I see a limiting of our freedoms, of our rights that we have. And I know also that there's many people who say, well, I go to church... The last thing I want to hear about is government stuff or politics and things like that. Well, there's only two things in this world, and that's religion and politics. One is what you believe, and one is how you live. That's religion and politics. And if you're going to take any of those things out of the Bible and not talk about anything that deals with government, then you'll just have to throw the Bible away. This whole book is about government. It's about God using Moses to go down and tell Pharaoh. Was Pharaoh in place of leadership in government? Was Moses in place of leadership concerning government? Didn't David and King Saul all have positions of leadership in government? All the judges that you have and the prophets that were given that warned the, the kings and all that, you can't get away from it. It's all about what's going on in government and whether or not they are obedient to God or disobedient to God and the consequences that it has upon God's people. And so, here we are. Christ came. Did he have to face anything with government? Did they do anything to him that they shouldn't have done? It's all about government. But we have people today that don't want to talk about government. Well, if you came to Calvary Community Church, you came to the wrong place. Because I believe in teaching the whole counsel of God. Whatever's in this book, it's, it's on the table. And I do believe that whenever we have elections, elections have consequences. And we're talking about Veterans Day and some of the people that, especially many that have already passed away, that fought, gave their lives so that we could have this freedom. And then we just so, well, I guess you could say, haphazardly live our lives, I don't think that's why they died. For us to lose what they fought and died for to give us the freedoms that we have and what we enjoy. We still live in America, and we have some freedoms that we can enjoy, but I do see many people that are running for office 
whose one desire is to take these freedoms away from us and turn us into a socialist, communistic country. If you do not believe that, you have not been following the news at all. If you have been listening to what's been going on in this country, uh, then you ought to have an idea. It's difficult for me for a person who says, I know the Bible, believe the Bible, trust Christ as my Savior, I know I have eternal life, I know I'm God's child, and cannot see what kind of a government we ought to have to protect those freedoms that we enjoy. The Bible tells us also to pray for those that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and a peaceful life. He also makes a statement in the book of Romans in chapter 13 about those that have higher power. Well, the highest power is the Lord. And there is government, and government is set up to be a blessing to those that do right and a curse to those that do wrong. And he says right in chapter 12 of the book of Romans, right before that, it says not to avenge yourself. That's why we have a government. So that you and I don't have to do somebody wrong who wrongs us because we have government set up to supposed to take care of that. But he also makes the statement in the book of Romans in chapter 12. It says, live peaceably with all men if possible. Now the time is coming where that may not be possible. I want to give you some things that I believe that will help because we've got a year coming up where many people are going to be saying a lot of things and doing a lot of things, promising a lot of things. And you need to understand where should a Christian stand? Well, you always find out where God stands, then you'll know where to stand. And there are sometimes things that gets a little bit on the difficult side. It is better to battle with the ballot than with bullets. But the problem that we have is so many believers in this country do not believe that it's that important to vote. Like it's not going to make any difference. And it does make a difference. Every election makes a difference. A republic. That's why this is called the, this is republic. This is not a democracy in America. It's a republic. I'll explain a little bit more about that. I want to give you some understanding. It's a little boring at the beginning, but it'll get more exciting as we go because you'll have a little basis for understanding the other things that I would like to share with you. Since a republic is predicated upon the principle of self-government, individual self-government, this is why our republic is only good for people who can govern themselves. Because you want free people, then individually you have to know how to conduct yourself. If you do not know how to have self-discipline, then you'll have to have imposed discipline. But there's consequences when people impose it upon you. Then for you to be able to do right because you know what's right, that all comes down to what is the basis of your education. How are you educated? This is what makes our schools so important, the education of our children. Because the only way you can preserve a nation is to preserve the education of our children. And we've lost that. We have lost our children. That's why we're losing our nation. And I'll verify that in a little bit. Self-government can only be practiced in the life of the individual as he consents to the direction, regulation, control, and restraints of the government of Jesus Christ internally. You see, you have to have something on the inside of you 
that causes you to have self-discipline. You can discipline yourself. We call that sometimes growing up, learning how to do right without being told what it is. You know what's right, and you can discipline yourself. Our laws are not made for righteous people. They're for disobedient people. If everybody did right and loved everybody, we wouldn't have to have all these laws that we have. But because of a sinful nature that we were born with, we have to have consequences to our bad decisions. So it is Christ on the inside of us that can motivate us to do right by God and by others. When you lack that, it's in every man's mind, as the scripture that Jay read this morning, about every man does that which is right in his own eyes. And so if you're going to do what's right in your own eyes, then what are the consequences going to be? You have chaos. You see, every individual should know what is right. There has to be an agreement on what is right and what is wrong. Well, who determines this? The consent of the government will produce the character for a Christian republic. That's why Benjamin Franklin said, well, what kind of a government did you give us? He says, a republic, if you can keep it. Because it's based upon the character of the people. You'll often hear these politicians talk about, well, do they have our values? Do they have our values? And I'm sitting there listening. I said, you don't even have any. You don't even have values. Not the values that it takes to preserve a country. You see, most of the politicians that are running for office today, they cannot build this country if they started from scratch, but they can sure destroy this country. But they couldn't produce this country. They can only destroy it. In God we trust, because in God we should still trust. The Bible says in Isaiah 33, 22, for the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver, and the Lord is our king. You have the three branches of government, and it's the Lord. So the Lord wants to rule among his people. And so if individually we know Christ is our Savior, and we have self-discipline, then we don't mind if God rules in our judiciary, or in our legislative, or the executive branches of our government. That's why we're supposed to elect good, godly individuals to serve this nation. Here are three branches of government. The Supreme Court, the House and the Senate, and the President. Three branches of government. But you see, if God can control each branch, what a nation we would have. It's just like a a man and a woman. The man and a woman and the child. you got three. And if the man does what he's supposed to do in the hands of God, and the woman does like she's supposed to do in the hands of God, then together they can raise the child in the image of God. And you'd be surprised at the difference it can make in our country. But when the daddy doesn't know the Lord or the mama doesn't know the Lord, they each will be rebellious to God, which only can teach rebellion in the children. Thou hast clothed me with skin and flesh and hast fenced me with bones and sinew. This is in Job chapter 10 and verse 12. And get this. We talk about the right to life. Thou hast granted me life. The right to life came from God, not from government, not from people, came from God. So we have the right to life, and the right to life means that we have the right to live 
and the right to fulfill our God-given responsibilities. And those responsibilities are what we should be fighting for. The right to fulfill our responsibilities. You have a body, soul, and a spirit. And all three of those breaks down to the same branches of government where it's the Lord who is the judge and the legislator and the executor. And if the Lord was to rule the man in body, soul, and spirit, because we can only execute what we're thinking through the body that God's given to us, and he gave us the right to live. And he says, let everything be done decently and in order. We are to be educated people, educated in the word of God. This is why Israel was commanded to teach their children the word of God. And then people get to the place where they don't want to teach the word of God. They believe man can guide himself. But Jeremiah says, it is not within man that walketh to direct his steps. What are rights? Since everyone is in every known group seems to be fighting for rights, I believe it would behoove us to know, well, what are they? Are our rights what I give to you or what you give to me? Are they what the state legislature says they are? When years ago, when I was run for office in Colorado, we even had a thing called Christians for Good Government, where we would interview those that are running for Congress. And it was interesting. We would ask them simple questions like, have you ever read the Colorado Constitution? No. Have you ever read the United States Constitution and the Bill of Rights? Have you ever studied that? No. And you're going to defend my rights? You don't even know what they are. You don't even know where they come from. You got no business running for office. And I'd venture to say 99% of those who run for office aren't fit to run for office. You say, you shouldn't say that. Oh, yes, I can and I will. Why? Because I believe according to the Bill of Rights, I got the right to speak my peace. Are there really special rights for the minority, special rights for the homosexual, special rights for the women, special rights? Everybody wants special rights. There should be no special rights. Everybody got the same rights. No difference. Just to keep things simple, a right must be right. It can't be wrong or a wrong could be right. Right? If a right is right and a wrong could be right, then everything would be right. There would be no wrong, and you know that can't be right. See how simple I am? Were there rights before there were governments like county, city, state, and federal? Do rights change? How many people does it take to change a light bulb? I mean, to make a right. These simple questions deserve simple answers. But God and God alone is the source of rights. You see, it's not what are my rights. It's what are my responsibilities. Because God gives to every man the right to fulfill his God-given responsibilities. When I realized what my responsibilities was as a husband to love, to cherish, to protect, provide for my wife, then I want the right to fulfill those responsibilities. It's my responsibility to feed my children, to close my children. It's not anybody else's responsibility. Government is not to be involved in providing all these things that are our responsibilities. It's that people don't want their responsibilities anymore. I don't want to be responsible. That's why we have so many men today who won't handle the responsibilities of being a good husband and a good father. He don't want the responsibility. Not when he can get the fruit of the woman without having to marry her and to commit himself. Why marry the woman? Today I can just shack up with everybody. Is that right or wrong? It's wrong. And all sex outside of marriage is wrong. 
You say, yes, but things have changed. God hasn't. This book hasn't changed. I don't know if I'll finish this today. <laughs> Governments are instituted among men to secure and protect these inalienable rights endowed to us by our Creator. The Lord God of the Bible has given to each individual specific responsibilities. And we're supposed to know what does God want me to do. There's responsibilities, yes, for the wife concerning her husband and concerning her children. The way she's supposed to be. A good Christian woman, a woman of character and integrity, honesty. Those good godly characteristics that we praise. And children are supposed to submit themselves to their parents and obey their parents. And to be able to discipline the kids but now people are afraid to discipline kids because, well, the government says that's cruelty. You should have lived in my day. <laughs> my daddy wasn't a fisherman, but we went on a few whaling expeditions. <laughs> he killed me a number of times. The Lord cannot hold you accountable to fulfill a responsibility unless he also gives you the right to fulfill that responsibility. That's why we want freedom. The freedom to worship God, the freedom to serve God, the freedom to live the way God wants us to. Any person who wishes to discover his God-given rights only needs to discover his God-given responsibilities. What am I responsible for? As an American citizen born here in America, I've got also responsibilities as a citizen of this country to vote. That's part of my responsibility. And I want the right to fulfill that responsibility. Now, a lot of Christians, well, I don't think, I'm just a citizen of heaven. Well, what are you doing here? <laughs> you live here? Then you're a citizen here? Or you're a legal alien? <laughs> You've got responsibilities. Well, I'm a Christian. I don't have to support my family now. You have to do that whether you're saved or lost. Some people just don't get it. Freedom without boundaries and limits is not freedom at all. True freedom must include the choice to do wrong as well as the choice to do right. That's what we call it, freedom. I can make a choice. I can be as dead wrong as I want to be. I can mess up my life if I want to. But now when you cross over and you violate somebody else's right, now the government steps in. You can't do that. Our legislatures are to determine the consequences of our decisions. So what we do wrong. The child may be obedient or disobedient. And the parents got a choice to bless or to beat the tar out of that kid. Say so you shouldn't beat a kid. <laughs> Aren't you glad you were not one of my kids? I could say more, but I'm not going to. Our forefathers fought and died so that we would have the freedom to fulfill our responsibility. It is a great shame in America when men no longer are willing to fight for the right to fulfill those responsibilities. Don't you think that's a shame? When men can father babies and not take responsibility to raise those kids, to love that woman, to be found faithful. Women ought to be found faithful. They ought to do what's right. You see, I never heard stuff like this before. You haven't been here before. True freedom is not freedom from law, but freedom to do right. Living in good old America, we have the freedom of choice and how we individually fulfill our responsibilities. And you can do whatever kind of job you want. I want to do this. I want to be a lawyer, doctor, whatever it is. Isn't it wonderful? You get to choose. Now, when communism comes along, they don't take you and they'll tell you what kind of a job you're going to have. You wait and see. You're not going to have that freedom. 
And they'll tell you when you go to work and when you come home and what you're going to get paid. And it won't be up to you. You won't have choices. Right now we got choices. But not to take advantage of those choices and make wise choices. The day will come when you cannot choose. And then you'll remember back. I remember how it used to be. The choice is important. Your freedoms were given to you by God and guaranteed to you by the Constitution that was written by man. But it was written because of the freedoms that we already have and the rights that we have because of what God's Word says. The Bible is the foundation upon which the U.S. Constitution was arrived. Remember, if it is a right, it must be right. According to whom? God. If it is God alone who says what is right, then God alone must say what is wrong. So you study the Bible so you can have discernment between right and wrong. For example, homosexuals are fighting for their lifestyle to be made right by legislation. True? True. You can't make it right. Why? Because it's wrong. Right? Right. It's wrong, right? God declares this lifestyle as an abomination, which means a strong hatred for sin. And God will judge the nation that will not judge the sin. They say, we need to start teaching the children about homosexuality. They ought to go ahead and teach them about homosexuality and start in the book of Genesis and show what God says about it. I agree. How God destroyed the whole city. How he burned them up. You say, don't you love homosexuals? I love the people. I don't love the sin. I don't love any sin. But if we didn't love the people, there would be nobody to love. Even that girl that you look at and says, oh, you're the prettiest thing I've ever seen. She's still a sinner. Your mama, regardless of how sweet and kind she is, she's still a sinner. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God of the perfection of the Lord. But yes, you can love the person, but you hate the sin. God hates sin, but God loves each and every one of us. And if a homosexual can't be saved and go to heaven, nobody can. You mean you think they can still go to heaven? Of course they can. If they can't, you can't. Well, I've never done anything like that. Have you ever told a lie? He won't let that in either. Duh. Therefore, no legislative body can ever make it right without changing God's mind first. This is why Christians are to stand upon the Word of God. This is our foundation. This is where we're supposed to stand. We're supposed to be the salt in society. You're the salt of the earth. Salt. Preservative. But we're letting the world take away our salt. We're no longer that stabilized. We're not preserving anything. America is getting rotten because there's no salt preserving it. The Lord will chastise an individual or a nation who neglects his responsibility to do right. That's why we want to tell people the truth. Only God can give rights. I could really go down a wrong trail there. I mean a right trail. Well, we'll just forget that trail. Only God can give rights. No legislative body in the world has the right to make amendments or statutes contrary to the law of God. It is truly a disgrace when politicians' greed for power so warps their judgment that they would stoop so low as to prey upon society with the promise of, and this is what they're doing, legalizing sins. Making sins, you know, legal. So it's, it's not a crime. They're just doing this in California. You can steal up to a certain amount and it's okay. You see, that's, that's, you, didn't have, you don't listen to the news? The preamble to the Constitution contains the word, provide for the common defense. Promote the general welfare of the United States. See, what does it mean? Well, later on in the Article 1, Section 8, it contains these words. Provide defense and general welfare. 
And then it lists the 18 things in the Constitution of what it means to provide for the defense and the joint welfare of America. And none of the things about giveaway programs is found in there. You don't find it saying anything about health, education, and welfare. And the reason is because that's not government's job. I told you this before. I was thinking about it. I'm going to run for president. And I can see them asking me a question. So what do you promise to do for us? Well, I promise to do absolutely nothing for you. <laughs> All I'm going to do is let you live, make your money, keep your money, spend your money, and you do what's right. And I ain't going to get in the way. And we're not going to provide anything for you except the things that are listed in the Constitution. And I'll show you that in a little bit. I wonder how many votes I'd get. Did you know if Jesus Christ came and was going to run for president of the United States, he wouldn't get in? He wouldn't get in. Most people never vote for him. Why? Because he's too, he's, he's too pure. He's too holy. He's too godly. You see, people want to live in their sins. They want people to let them live in their sins and be as rotten as they can, and they want to get something for nothing. That's what kind of a crowd that we have produced in this country. Remember years ago when the guy stood up and says, I regret that I've only got one wife to send to the country? You remember that? Uh, one life to give for my country. And the next one is, I regret I've only got one life. And the next one is just, gimme, 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 gimme. It does not mention providing for the general welfare of an individual. You see, there's things that our government is doing that sucks Americans dry of their finances, their wealth, and giving it to people who don't deserve it. Now, if you work for it and you've earned it and you paid in, you ought to have a right to get it out. I'm not talking about that. You and I would not have to fight for our rights in courts if legislators made statutes in harmony with the Constitution. The problem we have that day is almost everyone that runs for office is a lawyer. And they write everything in such a way that you can't understand what they've said unless you have two or three lawyers telling you what they said. I was told that down deep they really are right. Six foot. But I'm just joking. Look at the next statement. You may not know this, but it is in Article 4 of Section 4. We are guaranteed a Republican form of government. The United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government. That's the only kind of government we're supposed to have in America. So, I have a question. Our representatives are bound by oath or affirmation to accept the Constitution as the supreme law and be bound by its prohibitions on their authority. However, as we have seen so recently, a great number of our so-called representatives are not men of honesty and integrity. And not only that, read these words very carefully. I enjoyed writing them down. How can some of these Democrats that are running to be president of the United States swear to uphold the U.S. Constitution when it is their goal to establish a socialist and communistic country out of America? And they are. You listen to what their policies are. And they want to confiscate our guns, our protection. Beware anyone that wants to take away your right to have guns to protect yourself. It is not the responsibility of policemen to protect you in your home. Otherwise, you could sue them if they don't. But you can't because they're not responsible. That's your responsibility. That's my responsibility. But anyway, the U.S. Constitution is the chains 
by which we bind our politicians. And you can't do this. If it's not listed, you can't do it. Those rights are reserved for the states. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness. Have you ever wondered how some of these politicians can get into Congress? And they get that little salary that they get, and that's all they chose to get. And they come out million millionaires many times over. How in the world did that happen? Were you ever told that you must confess Christ before men to be saved? Were you warned that if you refused to confess Christ, He would not confess you before the Father? Just what does that mean? Pastor Yankee Arnold has prepared just the right book with answers straight from the Bible. The book is called Gospel Driven Man, and Pastor Yankee wants to send it to you free of charge. Simply write to Pastor Yankee at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634, and request the book or request by email at yankee at yankeearnold.com. That's yankee at yankeearnold.com. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you and your family. You may help support this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Friend, one day it will happen. The trumpet will sound and we will be changed caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So live today and every day, believing that the Lord is coming soon, and just keep looking up. Amazing grace amazes me.